Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Hey there, Crusader Nation. My name is Elijah Gonzalez, and we thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seder Stories. And it's a very special episode as we get to be joined by a class of 2019 graduate from the men's basketball team, Jahiva Floyd. Uh, Jahiva, first of all, Hope everything is well with you and uh, just give us a little update of where you are and, and how things are going for you at the moment. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm right now, I'm in Israel um, and my second season overseas. Um, the team is doing well, we're hitting three right now. So we're just keeping, keeping it moving and just going through the season right now. Well, Jahiva, we thank you again for for taking the time out uh, in with the time difference too. So, uh, so we we really appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I want to start with um, the one of the the things that you were involved in. We've talked a little bit about uh, that you were part of the men's basketball team, but you were also somebody that played a very large role in uh, men of color athletes on campus. Um, just tell me a little bit about what your role was uh, in that organization um, in your time at Holy Cross. I mean, it was it was a great experience for Mocha, and my experience in four years at Holy Cross, where I, my, around my sophomore year I was able to uh, join the group, and by my junior year I was able to take the lead, um, take the leadership role as the administrator stepped out of the spaces. So being able to have that leadership role not just on the court, but off the court, was able to, you know, maximize my experience at Holy Cross. Um, a lot of things we, we were able to do were really bring together student athletes and also um, bridge the gap between student athletes and um, non-athletes. So some of the things we were able to do was create a panel to really open up about our struggles on um, the predominantly white campus where a lot of people didn't really like understand our viewpoint because they only saw us as athletes. So to see us as human beings who go through um, struggles around campus was really eye-opening for a lot of people. So around my senior year, I was able to lead um, the hub, which was a, a phenomenal project. I, we were able to uh, gather men of color athletes and women of color athletes to just sit down and have a discussion about our struggles as balancing school, sports, and just the social aspect of uh, our experience. And I think that was able to, you know, grab the attention of the president. He made it um, mandatory for a lot of faculty to, to watch it. So we got good feedback and it was good to give other um, athletes their, a voice to express their, their, their experience. And, and that's something I, I think as everyone that has, you know, been at Holy Cross or, or just in college in general has so many memories and so many experiences of, of kind of, you know, their time uh, at, at a college. For you, what made this organization so special to you and, and what made you, you know, feel so connected and, and everything with, with what you were doing with MoCA? I think for me, just going to college and being a first generation college student, you don't go into college with, with, with too, many, too much guidance. So you don't know what to expect. Uh, go, going to college for me was a once in a lifetime opportunity. So after the first few semesters, you wonder, oh, where do I, where do I fit in? Yeah, you have sports, but there's other parts of me that I want to uh, express and contribute to the, um, the campus. So I think during my sophomore year, I really had like a, a depressing stay. I was in a dark space where I felt alone. And Mocha was really my realization that I'm not the only one going through these types of uh, mood swings, um, not feeling like they can fit in on campus, 
uh, not feeling like they can be themselves. So Mocha really provided that safe space for me to just let it all out there, be human. I know on the court, we, we um, pride ourselves on mental toughness, but it was, the safe space was able, uh, gave us the opportunity to just express those emotions that we don't see on a regular basis. And um, I really found myself, I found a brotherhood there, but also found myself in what I'm passionate about, which is social change and bridging, gap, uh, bridging the gaps, whether racially, uh, gender, um, class. So it was really an eye-opening experience for me and, I, and that's really, really where I found my niche. In, in your mind, how important is it for you to see other African-Americans follow in the footsteps um, of having success at Holy Cross, both in athletics, but as you mentioned, in so many other ways in the classroom and in, in other things outside of athletics? Um, it's great to see. I know just with our history where at one point, African-Americans weren't able to, you know, attend that college. So just continuing the, the advancement of the community, I commend my hat to the people before me and, and that's who I felt inspired by. So to inspire the, the young, younger generation to continue to um, keep Mocha and expand it, I love seeing it. I stay in contact and I'm always available whenever they need help. So Jahive, obviously a, a topic that has been, um, you know, really large all across the world, but especially um, in the United States over these last couple of months has been social justice. What are some things that you've been involved in or, or ways that you have, have tried to help, you know, make this country really a better place for everyone and, and a place that I think you mentioned it a little bit, um, you know, about having situations where you don't feel comfortable and you need that safe space. What are, are some things that you've done, you know, through that time where we saw protests, athletes, um, you know, speaking out, what are some things that, that you've been able to do? Um, I think the greatest thing is to, I, I was able to recognize and understand the position and influence we have as athletes. And we really have a responsibility to use our voice uh, when, especially when George Floyd was killed, Breonna Taylor, we have to use our voice because we, we have people looking at us and we have to spread the message of, you know, fighting for equality and equity. Uh, a couple of things I did, I didn't uh, particularly go protest, but I was able to revisit um, the hub project where I saw how that affected the community where I was able to use my platform and social media to, to revisit those conversations because it, it never, it never ends as we can see what's going on in society. Another thing I recently just did, I actually just had my first speaking uh, engagement where I was able to um, share that project with the hub and share with another college at Washington College. Um, it was a good experience for me, just like as like my first time being a public speaker and talking. It's crazy because I actually had a panic attack during the actual thing. So it was just a nerve, like usually as basketball players, we have interviews and it's easy to like answer questions, but to present and, you know, come to a conclusion about what's going on around, especially at a predominantly white campus for black athletes. I think that's where I find my, my space where I can relate to black athletes and know the struggle of um, not feeling um, feeling discouraged about speaking up because they don't want to be perceived, perceived as problematic or difficult. So just encouraging them and uplifting them to use their voice because that's all we really have. We're all experts of our own experience. And if we don't speak up, people will never know what's really going on. And just to, to wrap up this topic, do you think your time in Mocha and, and everything you mentioned, the hub project, all that different stuff, do you think it was able to kind of shape you to be able to 
as we've seen with different things with social justice, but also just you mentioned your your first appearance public speaking. Do you think that your time with MoCA was allowing you to to be able to do these kinds of things as you uh, you step out in, into the real world past Holy Cross? For sure, I think before Holy Cross, I didn't. Obviously, we I thought about race, but not as much as I did being at a predominantly white college. You every day you were reminded of your blackness and. It wasn't as if it was a negative for me. It was more of a positive where understanding that was my power um, and understanding the history behind uh, just being a black person in general in this society. So I feel like, of course, being a part of the, this group of brotherhood and seeing so many faces um, in different aspects of uh, the campus, it's great to see where we can be versatile, not just on the court and on the field, but also in the field where we're going to these places and you know using our voice to spread the message of uh, equality. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on Seder Stories, but when we come back, we're going to talk about something very exciting uh, that Jahiva has here uh, here in the works. So stay with us right here on Seder Stories. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again, and UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics, with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello and welcome back to Seder Stories. My name is Elijah Gonzalez. We're pleased to be joined by Jahiva Floyd. Uh, Jahiva has something very exciting uh, that's here in the works. And uh, I know we were talking off, uh, off air a little bit about it, um, but Jahiva, tell us about uh, the book uh, that you are, are, are writing and, and have wrote and now kind of looking for, uh, for the next steps, but uh, just tell us about the title of the book, what the book is about, and uh, let's get a, a, a nice viewpoint from from, uh, from your perspective and from the author, per se. Yeah. My first book I, I wrote, I was able to really, I, being overseas allows you to really sit down and think because besides basketball, we have four hours of just basketball, then the rest of the time we're sitting at home. So I wanted to be productive. And I think just going through my journey in my first year, which was crazy, which is the book is about. The book is called Godfidence. And it's not finding, um, not just using self-confidence because sometimes self-confidence isn't um, everything. Like it's not going to get you where you want to go. So you have to, uh, my, I, I include my faith. So I trusting that I have uh, God has a plan for me um, was a big journey into really uh, reconciling that relationship during my time overseas and just being away from a familiar place, which was home. So my first year, I talk about in the book, just the landscape of I, my first year, I, I got cut from my first professional team. And that was like devastating feeling. I had an identity crisis. I'm like, is basketball my purpose? Just having these all different types of thoughts. So just writing, I think the best way to, to heal from it was able to write it down, which actually started to really Get, give me the idea of just writing a book because I feel like athletes are really misunderstood where we feel like our lives are just perfect, but it's like, we also, we are also human. So I just wanted to get, get out um, that message that that human side of me and, and show people that I have more, have more to contribute to the world than just uh, dunking and blocking on the, on the basketball court. <laughs> and you, you talk a little bit about it 
um, you know, in, in the book and, and um, you know, I want to bring up this point. Why do you find it important to balance between faith and basketball? I think because for me, basketball came at a late, later date. Like I, I didn't start really playing basketball until I was 15. So the, for my first 15 years, was I was in the church. So really, who I really am is, the, is a little church boy. Like my, my inner child, what I talk about in the book is, is the church boy. So once I was able to cross over to basketball, I had this uh, internal conflict of trying to um, be seen in both of these aspects, whether religion, sports, and race. So it was just trying to balance those identities was pretty hard for me. So I think being able to balance it now and understanding, uh, finding, uh, knowing my arena, wh where I am, whether I'm on a court or just home, I think it's, a, it's good to have balance because basketball doesn't last forever. So you have to think long-term where I'm not, I won't, I won't have to have the identity crisis no more when, I, when I'm retired. I just find this so interesting from from somebody who you know sat down and you were inspired to to write a book in 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 your free time and I think one thing that that really interests me is what you were able to pull from your personal experiences to put into this book. How did that kind of shape you know the book and and what were things that you looked at and you were like, okay, this is something that I went through that I want to put in the book. Did you go through a lot of that as you were writing this or or was it you know a lot of just you know talking about, about certain subjects and then kind of basing it off of, of what you had and just kind of go through that process a little bit. Yeah, I think my, my process was, I was being able to learn a lot from my failures and understanding that failure isn't the end all be all. Like I was so, people see me as the two time defensive player, this the successful person, but I have also failed. And, and I feel like um, using my experience to help others show them that failing is inevitable um, is the best thing to do because it won't give uh, young athletes a, a false per, a perspective of what success is. So just for me, I was able to just reflect. I think for me, it was a lot about mental health where I talk about my parents, how my parents' divorce affected me. Um, so I was going from this young kid who who battles from depression and anxiety to this star basketball, star basketball player. Uh, I think so people don't never really saw me beyond the lights and the posters and stuff like that. So I wanted to really give them a, a genuine and authentic uh, perspective who, who Jahava is. We actually had a, a podcast on mental health and it leads into my, my next question, Jahiva, about you know, we always talk about an athlete's physical health, you know, what kind of shape they're in, you know, are, are you okay physically with injuries, different things of that nature? How important in your mind is it to pay attention to the mental, emotional, and spiritual health of not only athletes, but just people in general? I think my biggest struggle is, men is the mental part. Um, physical, obviously you go through your injuries, but sports is really a mental battle. Life is a mental battle. It's being able to process emotions and really grasp perspective of what life is all about. Um, I talk about in the book how I, like, at one point in life, I contemplated suicide. Um, so I've always had that self-doubt and questioned my existence where getting cut from my um, first basketball team really, like, really, it was at the, I was in a dark place and I, and to get out of that, I had to, lean on my faith to get through it. 
and to see where I am now and how I've grown is just a test, a testament of, our, of uh, my faith. So I think being able to learn and, and focus on healing from your childhood traumas is all important. And I think we can't go to that next level until we uh, acknowledge and recognize um, the struggles within. I think, you know, we're all excited to, to see this book uh, come out and, and, and be able to, to dive into it. Uh, it's called Confidence by Jahiva Floyd. And um, Jahiva, I just want, this might be a tough question for you to answer, but somebody sits down to read your book. What is one thing that you want them to take away from um, that time reading the book? I, I would want them to take away, it's okay to be yourself. You're not going to be accepted by everyone, but when you find the courage to really show your authentic self, you'll know who's there for you and who will support you. Um, I think COVID helped us a lot where we were able to sit down in our houses and really think about who we are compared to who we present ourselves um, to be in society. And for me, it really showed for me where I'm very, I'm very much this gentle, joyous, kind of young guy. And I don't have to present as this tough physical um, specimen all the time because it's very exhausting. So once we take off that mask, it, there's so much love, so much joy, so much belonging within that it's, you really find the, the, the balance of life. Well, Jahiva, I think uh, I definitely would be very excited to uh, to read this book uh, and and really get a, a sense of you. And um, you know, I think that is a very well spoken and, and well uh, written the way that you had kind of described this to us. And um, I just want to dive a little bit into uh, to your basketball um, and and just kind of finish up a little bit with that. First of all, I just want to let you know because I don't know if you if you saw it on Twitter, but Matt Faw told us about his favorite moment from his time at Holy Cross. One yeah. of them was his buzzer beater against Bucknell, but he listed your block as one of his favorite moments at Holy Cross. So just so you know, the, uh, the, the game-winning block against, I believe, I think it was Canisius, I want to say, the one at the yeah. end of that game that, that, uh, that ended, up, ended up going viral. But I just wanted you to know that, that you know, we've, we, uh, we still have some Jahiva Floyd highlights that are, uh, are floating around and, Again, Matt Fall said his his top one of his top memories was was your block against Canisius. So I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit him up and make sure tell him thank you for the spotlight. <laughs> so Jahiva, I just want to dive into. Obviously, it's been a crazy time with COVID, and um, you know, obviously, you've you've seen what um, Holy Cross has gone through uh, from the athletic side of things, having so many different things kind of go on, some shutdowns here and there, but. Um, for you, you've been able to uh, to play some professional basketball. Um, you know, starting with just your time here in Israel so far, what has that been like? And um, you know, I think we all know that being away from family and friends during COVID has just been so tough. Um, what would you say? You know, has has been your experience so far um, in your time in Israel? My time in Israel has been good. We have a great young team, young and hungry. It reminds me of the team. Uh, Holy Cross right now we're just really young I think our oldest guy is like he's in his like fifth or sixth year but pretty much we're all young and we're hungry and he have a lot of energy so I came into the mix late where I started out in Greece and it didn't work out because I actually uh, got COVID so it didn't work out there but to be 
placing over here in Israel was probably the best thing that happened to me um, because from a basketball standpoint, it matches my style where we get up and down. Uh, I'm blocking shots and dunking, dunking basketball. So it's been really fun. Obviously, without fans, it's tough. But um, we're sitting at 10 and 3 right now, and uh, I'm grateful for where we're at right now. Well, I think uh, everyone at Crusader Nation can say we uh, we miss seeing those blocks and uh, those uh, those dunks at the Heart Center for sure. Um, but Jahiva, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you for joining us um, here on the podcast. For those that uh, that didn't catch it earlier, make sure you go back. Jahiva talks about his book uh, Godfidence, and you can uh, you can pick that up. Is there a date yet uh, that we are we are looking at a release date? We still waiting because I think you've got now the people are all anxious, right? Yeah. Now we're still waiting, but it's definitely coming out soon. Stay tuned. Awesome. Well, that's Jahiva Floyd, a former member of the Holy Cross men's basketball team. Thank you so much for taking the time out today um, to, uh, to talk with us and, and, and talk about um, some different topics and things that, uh, that, that mean a lot, I think, to you and, and to, to everyone that, that's able to listen to this podcast. So Jahiva, again, we thank you for, for taking your time. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seder Stories. If you did, please subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you do like the show, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. We'd love to know your thoughts and reviews are one of the best ways for others to find the show. Thank you for listening to Seder Stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!